All right, who loves a summer barbecue as much as I do? Listen, if you want to impress everyone with some super yummy dishes, you need ButcherBox in your life. ButcherBox is my go-to subscription box that delivers high-quality meat and seafood to your door with free shipping always. And I'm talking high-quality cuts at an amazing value. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. We are saving so much money every month with ButcherBox over going to the grocery store and buying meat and seafood and saving a lot of time. But get this, last month we saved nearly $200. I also love that ButcherBox curates these tips and recipes that are based on your box so you know what to cook. I made the most amazing steak with a basil sauce the other night. And oh, let me tell you, my friends all raved at how amazing it tasted. I'm definitely going to be pulling that recipe out. If you want great meat and seafood in your life, you need ButcherBox. Sign up for ButcherBox today by going to butcherbox.com etm and use code etm at checkout and enjoy your choice of bone-in chicken thighs, top sirloins, or salmon in every box for an entire year, plus get $20 off. Again, that's butcherbox.com etm and use code etm. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. hip word, but side hustling has been around for centuries. Whether it's investing in real estate or a business or flipping houses, that idea of making extra or passive income is one of the key pillars of wealth building. Now, the trick for many of us, though, is to figure out what a smart side hustle is without wasting time or money. Enter Nikayla Matthews Okome. You may know her as the host of the popular podcast Side Hustle Pro or her new course Podcast Moguls. And in this episode, she is sharing her secrets to building a side hustle empire. When it comes to side hustling, um, you don't have to figure it out all at once. You do not have to sit down and not do anything until one day you just, aha, have a perfect idea and then go pursue that. That's not how it works. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. As a podcaster, you get used to seeing the icons of other podcasts that are on the top of the charts. And I have been eyeing what Nikayla and her Side Hustle Pro podcast have been doing for some time now, and I'm very impressed. It's no wonder that she is being talked about everywhere. She's approachable, honest in sharing her story and her struggles side hustling, and she created a show that highlights bold Black women entrepreneurs that have scaled from side hustle into profitable business. Definitely a story that needs to be told. 
And in this episode, we talk about mastering the side hustle mindset, how to build a profitable side hustle, and Nikayla's journey from corporate employee to running this global brand. You're not going to want to miss this one. You are the, I'm going to call you the queen of side hustle. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. Right. And it feels like everyone is either talking about side hustles or they have a side hustle. I mean, it's certainly a, a trendy word, but I'm I'm just curious from your point of view, do you think side hustles are popular right now out of need? Like people really need to have side hustles just to survive financially? Or is it because there are so many different ways that people can have side hustles? I think side hustles are popular now for a few reasons. You know, they've always existed. This is not something new. It's just now we have social media. Now we're able to share with each other, share the different things we do as side hustles and, you know, inspire others to pursue those ideas. So people are really going for it. So I think it's a mix of necessity and just genuine, genuine curiosity and people finally exploring all those different passions because we're all multi-passionate and yeah. side hustling truly gives you an opportunity to explore some new things. Yeah, right. I love that idea of like exploration because I feel like the kind of old school definition of career is like you pick one thing and then that's the thing you're going to do for your whole life. And I'm so happy that generations we've come along and we've kind of said like, no, we don't want that version of life. Like we want to be able to explore and try different things. And so you're right, like side hustling gives you that ability too, to to test something out and see if, if that's something you really want to do. Right. And I'm also really curious because your podcast, Side Hustle Pro, you specifically highlight what you call bold Black women entrepreneurs who really have scaled like from side hustle to profitable business, which I think we all want to know those secrets. But I'm, I'm sort of curious, you know, what trends are you seeing with with Black women entrepreneurs that made you really say, you know what, I want to create a show that is really highlighting and spotlighting these women and what they're doing? Well, so the show came to be because I myself was trying to figure out my next move. I was unemployed at the time. I'd recently moved back to D.C. to live with my then boyfriend, now husband, and was looking for a job, but started blogging again, started learning about the world of online marketing. And Ultimately, I think a seed was planted in my head. I didn't even realize it at the time, but this seed was planted about creating my own personal brand. And so even when I ended up getting a job, I didn't stop working on my blog, which switched into a side hustle because, excuse me, which switched into a podcast because ultimately I saw that there was power in investing in yourself and investing in your, who you are outside of a company. So that was the first part. And then with Focusing on Black women, what I realized as well was I was inspired by people who look like me. So I'm a firm believer that you can't be what you can't see. And you need to be able to see other people doing what you're doing to believe that it's possible. So that's what happened to me. I realized I wanted to hear more of these stories because they were like my energy. They were what kept me going when I was frustrated and I didn't see it out there and it didn't exist as a podcast. So I decided to create it. I wanted to learn from women who were like me, who needed that full-time job, but were eventually <laughs> able to scale their side hustle into a full-time business. I love that. Like you, you I, I love that message that you you can't see what you aren't, what you are not, you know? Um, yeah. I just think that um, 
so many of us need that kind of message in our lives these days, like things are crazy out there. <laughs> um, and, and I'm curious with with the conversations that you've had and just thinking about side hustles in general, like what are the places that you feel like people get stuck with side hustles where they have a side hustle, but maybe it's more like a hobby. Maybe they're not making much money with it. What are, are Have you found any any trends with the people that you've spoke with about where are those places where they got stuck and maybe they were able to push through? Of course. Well, I know every side hustle is different. So across the board, there are going to be different things depending on industry that get people stuck. But what is most common that I see is really mindset. I see people getting stuck in self-doubt or fear or these made up circumstances that they're imagining is going to happen when they do X, Y, Z. And so they don't even do it. And and yet they're thinking all these things are going to happen. And you kind of just have to conquer your mind in order <laughs> to take the next step. So I have people who are scared to do a side hustle because they're scared they'll get fired. And they literally haven't built anything, haven't put up a website, haven't done anything that would give them the indication that that could occur. But that is a fear that they're allowing to stop them in their tracks. We have just spent, I actually am so happy you brought that up because we just spent the entire month of January talking about mindset, money mindset, and thinking about ways that your mind is maybe keeping you stuck. So I love that you brought that up. And I'm curious, this concept of like conquering your mindset, because I think this happens to all of us, no matter what we want to do, we let those fear messages get in our head and they get so big that we just don't even take a step. Like, what are the, some of the ways that you even personally have figured out of how you can conquer the mindset or, or just even push through those really like those those fear mongering (laughs) (laughs) things that go on in our head. Right. Well, first, I have to say that I am still working it out, right? Like every level, every every new day comes with something new. So you're constantly working on your mindset. But what has worked for me thus far is one, taking a moment when I feel anxious and anxiety to just analyze. (laughs) That sounds funny, right? When when I'm anxious, I analyze. But no, take it a moment to really sit back with your thoughts and say, okay, what am I afraid of and why? And what what is true? What can happen? And also to give myself grace to mess up. So one of the biggest sources of anxiety can come from failing publicly and everyone knowing that something you put out there is a flop. And once my husband, you know, he shared this quote with me that's like, everything is practice. And once he said that, I always have that ringing in my head whenever I'm getting ready to do something that I'm afraid of. I'm just like, hey, you know what? This is practice. This is practice. I'm learning. Whatever comes from this, I will be better for it. And so that's one of the the best ways that I've been able to push past those limiting beliefs. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think wasn't it uh, Albert Einstein or something that says, uh, "I've I've I've tried." Yeah, like I've tried ten thousand times. I you know I haven't failed, and and I think if you if you talk to any entrepreneur or right. really I mean really anybody who's tried to do anything, they have probably quote unquote failed more times than they actually have succeeded. It's just we don't see those times. Right. Like we don't talk, we don't highlight those. Like we only want the pretty package stories and. So we then think that, okay, if my version doesn't look like that, I'm not doing it right. I think that happens to all of us. Like we, and I try to share this a little bit too with, 
you know, the things that I post on Instagram or Facebook and just letting people know that it's not, or, you know, my first episode of the year was sharing my wins and my misses, because I want you guys to know that it may look like I'm having the best year ever. Side Hustle Pro is featured here, there, everywhere, but this is a case where my wins and my misses are happening at the very same time. <laughs> you might not realize it, but it is, but I'm pushing forward because that is, that's life. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I love that you shared that. Um, and then I want to go back to this idea you were talking about investing in yourself and how important that is and, and building your own brand. What if you are listening and you work a corporate job and th- that idea of investing yourself or building a brand, like you don't have any desire to become an entrepreneur, how can you still do that within kind of those constraints and understand the importance behind that? One of the ways you can do that is, first of all, knowing your strengths, always keep in mind what you do well, why you're there, what you're hoping to gain and learn while you're at this company and what you, what skills you want to develop. So it starts there with really looking internally and saying, Hey, what do I want out of life? And how do I want to support that with this job? How is this job going to help me to get to that goal? And you may not want to be an entrepreneur, but outside of that, you may enjoy helping others in some way, some way, in some way, shape or form. All of us have experience that will be helpful for others. And so if you want to speak on a panel, if you want to be able to share this information with people who need it, then it's time for you to think of at the very minimum developing a personal website where you share your background, some of the things you've done, what you're interested in, why you're interested in this and why you would be a qualified speaker about this topic. So it starts there with, with looking internally, understanding your strengths and connecting that to your ultimate purpose. Ultimate purpose. I like that a lot. Somebody asked me the other day, what was my ultimate purpose in life? And I was and like, I, and hmm. I have some thoughts on that too. Cause when yeah. you say that, it sounds so deep, like, right? you know, like I've got it all figured out. And that's not it. What I've come to realize, and I actually had a, a aha moment one day and recorded a voice note to myself when I had this thought is, okay, I don't think that there's ever a moment where you just say to yourself, this is my ultimate purpose. And it's it's done. Because I believe that our whole life is meant to be lived. And as we live, we discover that purpose. But we are given little clues along the way. So we mm, know yeah. more about what parts and pieces our ultimate pur- purpose entails. So that's what I mean. Is like, as you find clues of things that set you alive and, and make you just, you know, set your soul on fire, makes you have a good day, lean into that. So for example, yesterday I, um, you know, I had a really bad night of insomnia, so I didn't get to sleep till 9am and then woke up, I know, woke up around uh, 12 because I had to start some strategy calls that day with my podcast mogul students. And as soon as I had my first strategy call, it was like I'd had 24 hours of sleep. I was that energized. I was that just in my zone. And like that, that is what I lean into. Like, this is a part of my purpose. That's great advice. I love that you shared that. And kind of going back to to side hustles in general, if I I guess, I guess what would make 
a profitable side hustle? Or how do you figure out what you should even do as a side hustle? You know, you talked about like these little clues, like being kind of a detective and putting these clues together. But then how do you decide like, okay, maybe I should try this thing as a side hustle. And how in the world do I make money with that? Right. So that question has many parts. Um, <laughs> and that's that's cool. I love talking about that because when it comes to side hustling, um, you don't have to figure it out all at once. You do not have to sit down and not do anything until one day you just, aha, have a perfect idea and then go pursue that. That's not how it works. It, it starts with action. Action will lead you to understand, okay, this is what I like to do. This is I don't like to do this part and so forth. So for me, it started with taking an assessment of my skills. And, and you don't need to do this alone. I actually ended up, um, while I was unemployed, <laughs> sending out a survey to my friends because I was just having one of those life moments where I could not remember what I was good at. I was feel, oh, I was in such yeah. a place of um, shame because I graduated from business school without a job. I it was feeling so low that I just was taken for granted anything that I've ever done well. All I could focus on were my mistakes. So I sent out this survey and I asked them to fill it in, just letting me know, you know, what are some times that you saw me shine? What do I do well? What do you think I should pursue? Just everything. And it was anonymous so they could speak freely. And the result of that surveys survey pointed me back to my blog. It, they talked about how I was so good at anything we had to do with marketing and social media marketing whenever we had a project, that I was a great writer, that I was, you know, great at leading. And all of those clues helped me to take the next step. So it wasn't like, yeah. aha, a blog is going to solve my, all my issues and, and, you know, give me my next job. However, that's when I started to work on building my personal brand and writing and I didn't know where it would lead. The first blog was actually quite boring. It was about like marketing <laughs> trends, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But as I started to blog again, slowly got my, you know, rhythm going. That's when I started interviewing people. I was like, well, actually, I don't know where this will lead, but I'm going to interview people because that's what I enjoy doing. I like hearing people's stories. They motivate me. And ultimately, the blog led to the podcast, which led to me continuing to side hustle with the podcast and grew the podcast from there. And now I was able to ultimately take that side hustle, make it my full-time hustle, leave my job at NPR. And now I also coach other people in doing the same. So tell me, what are your money goals that you have for this year? Maybe you're like me and, and endlessly looking for a house to buy and you're focused on saving for a down payment or you're drooling over traveling somewhere tropical this year and you want to save to pay for it or you're ready to leave your job and build your own business. So you're going to need some startup funds. Whatever your goals are this year, Monarch can help you reach them. In fact, the Wall Street Journal named Monarch the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. What I love about Monarch is its simple and easy customizable design, so the dashboard can look exactly the way you want it to. I'm also a big fan of creating custom budgets for things like travel. It's one of my favorite money tips. And Monarch lets you do this so easily. This is such a great way to stay motivated when you've got a lot of money goals. You can easily track your progress with every dollar that you save or spend. 
Remember, your brain loves to see progress and you should celebrate it when you're saving money. And honestly, I am so focused on privacy, so I really admire that Monarch will never sell your data to third parties. This means a lot to me and it should mean a lot to you as well. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of the show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. I know I'm a bit biased, but honestly, I think I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust, she is a golden mountain doodle, and she is full of spunk and fun, and she's never met a ball she does not love. I honestly, I would do anything for Winnie, and she has enriched my life so much. I can confidently say Winnie is absolutely one of the most priceless purchases I have ever made. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. In today's world, we insure a lot, from cars and homes to cell phones and even travel plans. But what about insurance for your cat or dog? With ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. This is what I call smart spending because, let's be real, those vet bills, they can be expensive. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program, they've been around for about 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure your pet's plan is unique as they are. Because vet bills, they can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. You use their app to submit a claim, and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTC Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. I have to tell you about my new obsession, Notion, our sponsor today. Notion has single-handedly changed how I do life for the better. I use Notion for all my daily journaling so I can keep it all in one spot. I also keep all our favorite recipes that are budget-friendly in Notion so I can easily sort and find the ones I love and easily create fast grocery lists. And okay, One of the best uses of Notion, you can create a template for your money dates and track your goals right in Notion. Seriously, Notion is a game changer. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but really getting inspired. It's an AI-powered workspace. It turns knowledge into action. You can use Notion to summarize meeting notes and auto-generate action items get answers to questions in minute, and you can make all of your money tasks so much easier. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, freelance designer, starting a new startup, a student juggling classes and clubs, or just somebody really wanting to get your life together. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. That's all lowercase letters. 
Notion.com slash ETM and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash ETM. I always tell people like, just take these small steps. Like you just, you took one step and then another step and another step and it kept leading you places. And I think that, that that is so many of us get stuck. We don't even want to like put our toe forward because right. what if it doesn't work? Or like you said, all those fear talks and and all of that in our head. But I, I love when I can share stories of people who just said, you know what, I'm just going to take the step and I have no yes. idea where it's going. Right. And you but know, it's going an, somewhere. Exactly. And an, an important piece of this too is I took the steps without knowing how I was going to make money. So at least in my experience, it's very hard to do both. If you start something simply because you think it will make you money, uh, chances are your heart's not in it, your passion isn't there, and that's going to show through at some point. You know, people people can see through who's doing it because they're genuinely good and love it and who's doing it because they saw someone else do it right. and they're just trying to make money. So that's the important thing. Be willing to fake, take the first step, even when you don't know where it will lead, even when you don't know how you'll make money, because once your passion is there, it will eventually lead to monetization. Such a good point. You know, I, I go back. Um, I, I'm actually celebrating the fifth year of podcast for Woo-hoo! me. And I had no idea what I was doing when I started podcasting. <laughs> same, same. I was like, what? And then I was like, wait a minute, people are actually listening to me blabber on in a microphone. Like, this is the craziest thing ever. <laughs> um, I would love to know, like, your your journey into podcasting. Were you kind of the same way where you're like, I'm just going to grab a mic and, and start this thing and see how it works out? Or did you have maybe a little bit more strategy behind you? So it was a little bit more strategy, but I still didn't know the landscape. When I first started, I was learning just like everybody else. So first of all, you know, what I had to get over my own doubts of, oh my gosh, you know, can I do this? Will this be good? Will anybody listen? So once I got through that and actually launched, then the response let me know that, okay, I have hit on a need. I have hit on a want. Let me, you know, continue to do this. But now let me start to learn about the industry and how it can grow. And that's when I started to explore um articles on monetization, the process, things like that, what I would need to do to get to a place where I could work with a sponsor. And with that in mind, that's what I focused on. I focused on creating valuable content, growing my audience to a level where sponsors would be interested and then also focus on consistency because I knew in order for my numbers to keep growing, I had to consistently release good episodes. So I couldn't like fall off. And that's right. what I focused on. <laughs> and I mean, the marketplace of podcasting, I, mean, I know you know this. I know this, of course. It's just crazy. I mean, the, there's so many people that have podcasts and I think it's so great. And unfortunately, there's a lot of I wouldn't, I'm not going to say unfortunately, but there are a lot of celebrity podcasts that um, maybe get a little bit more attention than some of the other podcasts, but, yeah. um, but that's fine. That's the way it works. But if, if somebody wants to start a podcast, what, what could you even just give us like three little nibbles of what are a couple of things that, that they should do to create like a great show that maybe one day could be sponsored that that could bring in money. Okay. Yes. So 
If you're looking and you're in that space of, should I start a podcast? The first thing you should do is sit down and ask yourself, why <laughs> Why are you starting this <laughs> podcast? Um, what is your ultimate goal? Who do you want to serve? And, and the serve piece is huge. So that brings me to number two. The who you want to serve is really understanding who your listener will be. So a lot of people start podcasts with themselves in mind. They're self-serving. They want to get their name out there. They want to promote their business. And they're not realizing that people who listen to podcasts, they are making a choice to take this intimate medium and take it on a road trip, take it on their commute. That means they're, they want to learn something or they want to gain something. They want to be entertained. They don't want to be sold your business. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, what are you talking about? Right, right, right. They don't want that for 30 or to 60 minutes every week. Okay. Like a few commercial breaks maybe, but um, so you have to start to think of how will this, um, how will my content be a solution for them? What is the problem that they have? So for most of us, our podcast, our podcast idea relates to something that we genuinely want. So I wanted to see more women who look like me. You might want to tap into more people who are on this path and, and you know, how they've conquered their mindset. You want this. But now in order to take off your blind spots, you need to also understand what other people want. So I recommend for people to research and get a sense of who their listener will be, what they will need. So they can also think of the longevity of the podcast too. Like, how will I break down this topic over weeks and months for years to come? Like you, five years, you know, you want to be in this game for a while because it could take you a while to build that audience and to start to monetize. And then the next thing is to share and promote your show every week as if it is the first time <laughs> you are releasing this show. And that is how I approach all of my marketing. So every week you will see me post across all of my channels. You will see me engage across all of my channels. And that has been one of the key ways that um, Side Hustle Pro has grown. Yeah, certainly has. You've done like such an amazing job, I think, getting the word out of there. And I, I'm also curious, I kind of want to go back to that like moment where you talked about like where you decided to quit your job and kind of go all in into podcasting and, and side hustles. What was that moment like for you? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. 
So that moment was, it was a series of moments. It wasn't, you know, just one moment. It's something that I thought about for a year. I had a pivotal moment, actually. And um, if you are in my Facebook group, you'll see if you scroll back through videos, I had a moment where I was actually crying because I had a rough day at work. I felt underestimated and underappreciated um, with the knowledge that I could bring to the table, which I sure, I'm sure I'm not the only one who ever feels that way. And at that moment, I was like, oh, I just want to quit. I just want to podcast full time. And I had a conversation with my husband and we just spoke about, okay, you want to do this, but how are you going to make money? <laughs> <laughs> Reality check. Reality check. <laughs> so that was the question. That was, so my moment was December or September 2016. And that was the question that guided me into 2017. How am I going to make money? So that is when I started to explore different revenue streams. And the what went into that moment was understanding what revenue streams would work for my business. You know, what would be my business model? What revenue streams would it entail? Could I scale those revenue streams when I left? Was I sure about this? But also, I also saved aggressively just in case things didn't go as I planned. And so that's what went into that moment where I knew, okay, I can do this. I believe in myself. I've got a, a little safety net and I know what I'm going to do to hit the road, the, hit the road running, hit the ground running, excuse me. <laughs> and that's <laughs> what ground, I did. Same, yeah. Right, same thing. <laughs> what are some of the biggest like money lessons you think that you've learned since since that 2016 moment as a business owner? Are there any that would just like really profoundly stand out to you? I would say the biggest money lesson has been that cash is king. Having capital, liquid capital is huge. So as much as I want to, you know, do other things and invest in other areas of my business, I always just look at what will be my backup? You know, what will be the cash flow if XYZ sponsors don't pay me for whatever reason? If their business right. crashes, I have to make sure that I can stay afloat. Um, you know, so what I've learned is to just keep my cash very solid because no matter how great someone is, well-intentioned, whether it be a client or a, uh, you know, a brand or sponsor you're working with, they're going to be late payments. They're going to be payments you have to chase. So you cannot, um, have your livelihood and your ability to keep a roof over your head depend on that. You have to always have some liquid cash available. I like that. Yes, cash is still king. <laughs> um, and how do you do the? Uh, how do you handle the mindset piece? Because I mean, I know I've I've run a business ever since I left college, and being an entrepreneur is not easy. It's 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 tough. It's very rewarding, but it is very tough mentally. You know, you have to push through those moments of, of extreme fatigue. Like, how have you been able to, to balance your own mindset in this four year, like, like transition period? Yes. The mindset was definitely the, the hardest transition for me. It was a struggle. I didn't realize how much even little water cooler talk that you do at work contributes to your well-being. You know, you see humans yeah. all day, <laughs> even if you right? don't want to, but it's it's helpful. It's nice. I'm not even, I consider myself an introvert. I don't even like small talk like that, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like humans. Right. I like to be by myself. But I'm right there with you, girl. When you're, when you're by yourself all the time, things change. You're like, oh, wait a second. I miss people. So <laughs> the, the ways that I manage my mindset is 
realizing what I need. Like, okay, I need human interaction a few times, you know, a month. <laughs> I won't say a week because I don't, but a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I'm right there with you. Right. What will I do to get that? And then also I um, talk to other people who are in the same boat. That's why going to conferences and meeting other people with a similar mindset or a similar field is helpful because you're able to turn to them and say, hey, have you experienced this? What are your thoughts on this? And know that you're not crazy. Know that you're, you know, going through similar things. And that has been helpful as well. Tapping into my tribe. And, and, and you know, I have a little, um, I have a mastermind with people who are fellow podcasters, fellow entrepreneurs. So that has been huge. And I'm also grateful and, and, and thankful to have, oh, excuse me, I hate my mic. So let me start over. I'm also grateful and thankful to um, live with an entrepreneur. So my husband is also an entrepreneur. He's an app developer. And so he's he's been on this path longer than me. So I'm able to share tips and tricks with him. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you what that relationship is. I mean, obviously, partners and and spouses and money. There's inherent uh, landmines that can that can blow <laughs> up there. Uh, but that's really interesting. You're both entrepreneurs, so have you been able to find like this nice balance of being able to like motivate each other and um, you know push each other forward, kind of in those tough money moments? Right. We have. We definitely have. Um, it. it Definitely hasn't been easy because when you transition from working, one person working, one person being an entrepreneur, there's that newfound, um, you know, conundrum of, okay, we see each other all the time. How do we make sure that <laughs> we don't turn into business partners? <laughs> you know, we keep yes. the romance, we handshake, the nice thing. Right, right. yeah. Talking about business all the time. So, you know, we keep business out of our, like, once we cross the threshold of our bedroom, like, we do not talk about business. And um, we take space, you know, so one person will go to a coffee shop or what have you. So we're not home together all day working because we will guarantee distract each other. And then and with money, that is, I mean, that's just something you learn from before you're getting married. If you're, you know, fortunate enough to do premarital counseling, those, those are the open conversations that you learn to have and you learn strategies to talk through because people have different money uh, mindsets, um, backgrounds with money. And so we had to get on the same page. And once we had those conversations, it was much easier with business to understand, okay, here's, here's what we're doing with our money. Here's what's working. And, um, so, for example, I was considering investing in like a huge, hugely expensive mastermind, um, even though I we'd recently learned I was pregnant. And after talking it through, we just realized like, you know what, like what I was saying about cash is king, we could, we could do it. And we know it would, we hope at least it would pay off because you never yeah. know anything. But you know what, it would just make us feel better to have that cash liquid right now. And that's I, I'm so glad you brought that up because no matter if you are an entrepreneur or not entrepreneur, it's having those open conversations right. and also not being afraid to say, okay, this might be great, but maybe this isn't the thing for us right, right now. now. Right. And having those honest moments with yourself, I think that's like a really important message to share. Well, I'm curious, Nikayla. Like, let's say we fast forward like 20 years from now, looking <laughs> at your life. Oh, God. I know that feels like feels like so far away, but I'm just right. like, like, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want people to to remember you for doing or being? Ooh, that one's deep. That one's deep. <laughs> um, you know, but interestingly enough, that is something that I've been thinking about uh, recently, ju just due to you know current events that are happening in the world and. Um, 
I've just been thinking about the fact that, of course, I want to do much more. You know, I hope I have many more years to live to continue to impact the world. But if there's one thing I want people to remember me for, it is that I encourage them to step outside of the boxes that they felt they needed to fit into and to embrace their gifts, embrace the things that make them weird, quirky, and go after it. Just try it. I'm not saying you have to be an entrepreneur. I'm not saying you have to quit your job. But if there's something lingering in your mind, a passion, a hobby that you want to take more seriously, go after it. I want people to not leave this world with anything left inside that they did not pursue. Isn't she awesome? (laughs) I'm going to keep coming back to this mindset piece because I think you can see how key it really is in Nikayla's success. And it might just be the thing that's stopping you from your success. So I really want to encourage you to follow Nikayla's roadmap. You don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to take some action steps today. You can find everything Nikayla at her website, sidehustlepro.co, or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the socials at Side Hustle Pro. And if you want to find out more about growing your podcast into a business and a brand, go to podcastmoguls.com. So listen, on this podcast, we are changing the language around money to help others unlock the lives they want to live. Now you are part of that movement, so it's up to all of us to invite people into the journey. So share this episode with a friend, someone you think that is really ready to make life changes, that want to step into their side hustle mastery. Tell them why they should be listening and invite them in so we can all talk about money in a new, fresh, and fun way. The American Lung Association's Lung Helpline has an adult asthma self-management program, which helps people understand and seek treatment for their asthma. Lung health navigators help people understand their asthma, practice effective communication with healthcare providers, and modify lifestyles to prevent symptoms. This is the only program available proving results in less severe asthma, fewer respiratory problems, and a better ability to stick to treatment plans. Enroll. Call 866-252-2959. Weekdays, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time.